welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today we'll be joined by Mike Sukic, a global sales executive with a distinguished Procter & Gamble and Kraft Foods Mondelez International career, which includes 16 years in key emerging markets assignments and 16 in the developed markets of the U.S. and Europe. He has a consistent and proven track record for extensive operational, P&L, and strategic management experience, performing at the highest ranking sales officer or department head in several locations. His experience includes executive leadership on multifunctional country, regional, and commercial boards for the past 16 years. He's currently the Vice President, Global Sales Planning and Activation for Mondelez International. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Lauren. It's great to be here. So I know you've worked many years in the consumer goods industry, and I'm sure you've seen many changes. And right now, everyone's talking about Amazon and how their acquisition of Whole Foods may change the retail industry. Uh, what changes do you believe this will bring about to, to the industry? Yeah, I think the biggest change that I see you know, coming up right now is really what would happen in retail and with regards to maybe what we're calling the store of the future and the role of fulfillment locations You know, mm -hmm. that I think Amazon picks up as a result of the acquisition, you know, through Whole Foods, and obviously, you know, it, it accelerates their need on ease of, you know, click and collect and the ability for pickup and, and delivery from from those uh, locations. And I think for retailers, it's going to be a need for them who already have the ability to be local for, you know, consumers. Is on that side is the need to probably up their e-com game in a way. And I think you'll see more of an impact probably for retailers trying to get much better on their e-commerce portion. And then obviously as that business evolves, how the dynamics in the stores themselves will start to look as you know the need for fulfillment uh, in locations takes on a bigger role, how retailers will start to you know allocate or reallocate their space to address those needs. Sure. And I, I know that you work as well um, at, a, at a global level and have before uh, in other positions as well. How do you think the e-commerce compares in the U.S. to the rest of the world and what's going on even outside of the U.S.? Well, I think what I've seen since I've come back to the U.S. Uh, obviously is it's at the, you know, the high end of the curve as far as development and evolution. With regards to you know, other markets that would be similar would be markets like U.K. where I've seen that evolution. However, if I think about it from an industry standpoint and given my experience in emerging markets where what I think will happen is, as e-commerce evolves is it will go at a much more rapid pace. The urbanization in emerging markets, people moving more and more to the cities and access to, you know, to smartphones, right, uh, in essence, uh, makes the evolution that's happening in some of the ahead of the curve markets, you know, is something that will happen on a much faster basis in places like Africa and um, Eastern Europe and the like and in Asia. Okay. And if we look, you know, at automation and how it's accelerating the food and, and grocery sector, do you believe that AI or artificial intelligence um, is going to, to transform the business world as we know it? And if it would be different from other previous ways of technology? I think it will. And, and it feels like it may happen even more quickly. As, a, as someone on the manufacturing side, I mean, one of the biggest challenges we've always had is the ability to manage the reams of information, master data, things that we have. And the ability through, our, through AI is providing 
information at a much more rapid pace. And, you know, the use of uh, predictive analytics as a result of that mm-hmm. is really helping us better understand more rapidly, you know, things like personalized marketing content, particular to a fragmented, a more and more fragmented consumer base, providing assistance in, in inventory management, and demand planning. You know, and, and even home for me, you know, some of the work that I'm doing today and having part of my responsibility around net revenue management and leveraging it as we look at pricing and promotion optimization, you know, to trying to better understand, you know, through all of the data that we have and can access, you know, how to improve ROI from our trade spend investments on the promotion side. But not only that, looking also through uh, consumption trends to better understand in places we can get consumers buying more at regular price. So looking at both ends of the spectrum where we can optimize revenue for the volumes that we're selling. It's having you know a big impact on us right now. You know the the downside of what I see and the impact of you know how that's might be different than you know what I've seen in the past. Is you know we've experienced right now many of us is you know how we've offshored a lot of the work and you know gone to lower cost countries to do mm-hmm. a lot of the work that's happening and you know with AI accelerating you know in many ways it's beginning to eliminate the need even for lower cost work to be done as you know the ability to use predictive analytics and leverage predictive analytics you know through automation is is starting to potentially I think you know, have an even faster and bigger impact, I think, on the human side of it than maybe previous forms of technology have had. Sure. And I mean, in this really rapidly changing environment that we're in today that will probably only increase and accelerate in the future, what skills do you believe leaders will need to develop uh, in order to manage this rapidly changing environment? For me, you know, one of the things in Mongolese that we look at, um, you know, in ability of our leaders uh, uh, is, is the ability to be able to manage change. And I think change agility and the ability to understand and adapt on an environment in the industry that feels like it's more rapidly expanding and changing than we've ever seen before is going to be something that, you know, is a quality that we would be able to look for and, and you know, in people that we hire or people that we want to bring on board. You know, consumption habits, whether it be shopper behaviors, you know, the impact of in-store and what it takes to drive consumption there, as well as just customer and channel dynamics and, and with the speed that they're changing, you know, really is going to is going to require the ability for people not only to change, but also to be ahead of the curve and, and you know, and adapt, you know, to it or, or lead it even. You know, some of the other skills we look at, I mean, you know, one of the dynamics that I see happening for us is the ability to have what I would call more commercial acumen versus mm-hmm. functional acumen. So, you know, historically, you know, the, the lines of, of evolution on the commercial functions of marketing and sales have been separate. And I think today the, you know, the ability to be able to understand and run a business as a general manager and understand the consumer and shopper, you know, the customer and channel dynamics, being able to leverage and understand routes to market with, you know, emerging uh, channels as we have, for example, on, on e-commerce are going to require having a, a greater number of people who have what I would call that commercial acumen or most maybe what historically we would have thought as is general management tendencies. It only because the, the lines are, are bleeding and the abilities to be able to work across those are really at a premium. So, yeah, I would say from an external perspective, beyond people's ability to problem solve and looking for 
leadership qualities, you know, change agility and, and commercial acumen would be ones that would be really important. And also there's a question that I'm asked very regularly and wanted to get your opinion on it as well, which is how important do you think it is for individuals to have an MBA to get to a senior executive level? You know, as one who hasn't doesn't have an MBA himself, it's it's hard for me to answer. But I would say that that's not something that we look for necessarily as we're hiring. I mean, mm-hmm. right, the premium is on experiences and what people can bring through the experiences they've had. You know, I think MBAs tend to be more important maybe early on to be a leg up on those you know who don't have a parallel experience maybe coming out of university. But I. I think as far as those who, you know, are in the marketing or where I'm more comfortable and more knowledgeable on the sales side, we look for, you know, the range of experiences, both, you know, from within the function, those who have it across industry, digital capabilities, you know, obviously having experiences that would have taken you to multiple markets are probably more at a premium than, you know, potentially what the education could provide, at least as far as what what we're looking at. And I mean, looking at organizations as a whole, um, you know, sometimes you can get uh, that learning experience from within an organization or going outside and getting an MBA. But how do you think organizations can ensure that they have the right succession plan in place to really develop leaders and keep top talents in their businesses? Well, you know, I think the ability to, you know, to attract and find top talents is a lot uh, easier than it is to retain them. And I think you know, one of the areas that we've been looking at from a retention standpoint, doing what I've just said, which is as we look and put a premium on the types of experiences that people have, you know, when we bring people into the company, it's just as important to make sure that from a retention standpoint, we're providing those experiences through their career path inside the company. You know, as far as, you know, managing people's set roles and thinking about what they may be two, you know, two roles ahead, not just the next job, but the one after sharing that and being and having, you know, an employee be part of that decision making so that, you know, they're genuinely going after experiences and things that they find exciting is is really a way that from a, a talent perspective, we we create the breadth of talent that's required for the future. But we're also making sure that for each and every one of us within the company, we're continually challenged. We're we're broadening our skill base and we're, you know, having facilitated, you know, from the company, the ability to, you know, go after things that we really like and develop ourselves in a way that, you know, will provide value to both the company as well as to ourselves and, and you know, make us stronger for the future. And I guess you can uh, give your own experiences in that sense by, by all of the different opportunities that you've been given, uh, both in the U.S. and, and abroad. Yes, I certainly can. I mean, it's been a, a terrific set of experiences for me in, in my career and, you know, having lived and worked in five or six countries now and, and worked across both marketing, uh, general management and sales. I, I've been very fortunate to have had managers and, and had a number of companies I've worked with who've been able to help facilitate that uh, for me as, you know, as I was chasing those experiences and looking to get myself out of my comfort zone to broaden my skill base and then ultimately settle in an area that I really had the most passion for. And, you know, I think as we all know, the any day, any time we come to work and we've got a smile on our face, we tend to perform better and we feel better about ourselves and 
the more we're feeling better about ourselves, the more challenged we want to be. And that's kind of how I felt, you know, through getting the you know number of experiences that I've been fortunate enough to have in, in my career. And I guess if I were to, you know, share anything with anybody who is looking for the same thing, it would be make sure that your boss knows and your boss's boss knows all the time of the types of things that you want to do. Don't assume that they know and really make them part of the solution for you because it took me a little while to learn that for myself. But once I did, it really helped open some doors that otherwise may not have opened for me. Well, great, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Career Success Podcast. Lauren, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. 